Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hello, everyone. I am Margie Taylor, your host for Conroe Culture News, and this is live, live streaming IRLoneStar.com, FM 104.5, 106.1, Facebook Live, Conroe Culture News, and YouTube Live. So we are here broadcasting from downtown Conroe in Conroe City Hall. Today joining me will be Commissioner Charlie Riley, Precinct 2, with updates of the future, what has completed in 2022, and maybe there's a few surprises, maybe a few laughs, I'm hoping so. And he is joined by his Chief of Staff, Bruce Berger, and Silvio, Lieutenant Ober, Commercial Vehicle Enforcement. So, uh, the show is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic and the Lake Conroe Realty Group. Roger Stein Chiropractics have been serving the community for many years. They are located at 3033 West Davis by Conroe High School and Taco Bell. They treat patients of all ages and backgrounds, from infants to seniors, weekend athletes to professionals, with a focus on natural, holistic healing, not only to achieve to relieve pain but achieve optimal health. Dr. Stacy Rogers holds certifications in adjusting extremities, arm, legs, hands, feet, nutrition, and prenatal pediatric care. If you are not a patient, it's just $30 to go and see her and or with one of her other three physicians there at the clinic, and all of it, 100% gets donated to CASA, Kids in CPS Custody. That is Roger Stein Chiropractic, 3033 West Davis. The Lake Conroe Group serves the greater Montgomery County as the best source for buying, selling, or investing in real estate. Talk to Vinny Sinisi, Sinisi because it's an easy name to remember. So what's happening? Well, we are approaching February, and in February we could have any kind of weather, and of course right now today it's a little chilly. Who knows what it'll be at the rest of the week, but there's some things going on. This is the last weekend for Calendar Girls at the Owen Theater, and it's a wonderful comedy of mature women who raise funds for a uh, to get a, uh, a chair for a deceased husband of one of the women by posing nude for a calendar and actually this is a true story and they won they were able to raise millions of dollars so that is calendar girls and that's hosted by the players theater at the owen theater through sunday february 5th premiering friday february 10th is in the heights at the historic Crichton theater and it's a story of a vibrant community in new york's washington heights neighborhood on the brink of change full of hopes dreams and pressures where the biggest struggles can be deciding what traditions to take with you and which ones to leave behind Get, dick, get tickets for the Tony Award-winning musical at thecrichtontheater.org, and this is hosted by Stage Right of Texas. 
the sixth annual Lone Star Luau. And I'm not thinking Luau today on this cold day. But, you know, if you are, that is this Thursday through Sunday at Margaritaville Lake Conroe. And that is hosted by Texas singer-songwriter Tom Shepard with 20 top artists from across the country. You can get tickets at LoneStarLuau.com, L-U-A-U.com, Luau. So, uh, also, the Jazz Connection. If you haven't heard the Jazz Connection, you're missing out. These are mostly high school kids, some junior high age kids, and they are having a performance Saturday, February 11th at the Conroe Symphony Center located at 1500 North Brazier in Conroe. And... uh, these kids are phenomenal. They they have played for the uh, Veterans Commission on Veterans Day, and they play in downtown Conroe on uh, the day of the tree lighting. So if you have an opportunity, go by there a week from Saturday and go and listen to them, please. So Valentine's Day is coming up. If it's not on your mind, it should be because, you know, keep your marriage intact for 40 plus years with a special Valentine's dinner or entertainment or something like that. So with that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to hear all about Precinct 2, Commissioner Charlie Riley and things that are going on. Roger Stein Chiropractic has offered spine and joint manipulation services to residents of Montgomery County and surrounding areas. Conditions treated include lower back pain, migraines, headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, joint pain, sports injuries, herniated discs, and complications from pregnancy. Roger Stein Chiropractic, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee, is an integrity-verified chiropractic clinic. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit rogerssteinchiropractic.com. That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N, chiropractic.com. Team Sinisi is a proud sponsor of Conroe Culture News. Vinny Sinisi and his professional team provide comprehensive real estate services throughout the greater Montgomery County area and beyond. Whether looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, Team Sinisi has an impeccable reputation. Contact Team Sinisi for a great experience at TeamSinisi.com. That's T-E-A-M-S-I-N-I-S-I.com. And we are back. So guest today will be Commissioner Charlie Riley, Precinct 2, his chief of staff, Bruce Berger, and Silvio. Uh, he's a lieutenant over commercial vehicle enforcement. That's a long title. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but you're also with the constable's department, I right? with Precinct 5 Constable's office, and I'm assigned to Charlie's office as the liaison. Good. Okay. Well, we'll hear about your role here shortly. So, uh, Charlie, uh, let's talk about how you got involved with the county. Um, you know, and you're located at 19110 Unity Park Drive yes. in Magnolia. Magnolia. Nice, beautiful building over there, right by Unity Park. Yes. So, how long have you been with the county in different roles? 
first of all, Margie, thank you for having us here. Uh, we always enjoy coming and talking to you and visiting with you. Uh, I moved out here to Montgomery County in 1971. I was 14 years old, and I moved from the north side of Houston. And I think people have probably heard this story. You know, 14 years old on the north side of Houston, I had a lot of friends. And I come out here kicking and screaming, not wanting to come, because <laughs> I didn't want to leave my friends. But uh, my dad, my mom and dad saw what was going on on the north side of Houston, and I'm not trying to put the north side of Houston down. I love the place, still love it. But I had to get out of there, and he had to get us out of there. And that's the best thing that ever happened to me was coming up here to Magnolia. I fell in love with Montgomery County the minute I got here. Uh, that doesn't mean I don't have friends in Houston. I still have a lot of friends in Houston. But I've got my roots here in Montgomery County. When somebody asks me where I'm from, I'm from Montgomery County. I'm from Magnolia, Texas. That's what I've known most of my life. Did y'all move on uh, acreage? No, ma'am. We moved into a, uh, a home that was that – was, uh, one of the former commissioner's homes uh, on a little street called Melton Street had an acre and a half, and that was all it was. An old wood frame house. Uh, loved the old wood frame house. I, I mean, I just loved that place. Uh, but we did have some acres, but it was not in Montgomery County. So we ended up, my dad ended up going up there uh, when he retired. But like I say, I, I was uh, involved, the minute I got here, I got involved with my high school, uh, you know, different things, ag, baseball, you know, you name it, I got involved in a lot of stuff. But I, my dad had always been uh, very community-minded uh, in Houston, on the north side of Houston. He was a big member of the Lions Club over there and a, a bunch of other organizations, Masonic Lodge. And for, for my whole life, I, all I remember is helping people. You know, the Lions Club, the Masonic Lodge, uh, all these people helping, helping one another. And I remember my dad... Uh, he would always try to go for the underdog. I mean, I, I can remember guys uh, trying, wanting to play Little League Baseball that didn't have the money to sign up or didn't have money to buy a glove or didn't have, didn't have any money to do hardly anything. And we didn't have a whole lot, I promise you. But somehow he would find a way to either get people to help, to, uh, to get somebody to have enough money to join the league, or get on the team, get a, get a glove or whatever we needed to do. So I, that always stuck in my mind. Good values. You have to try to do that for, mm -hmm. for people, and, and that, that really hit home to me. So I just kept going. When I moved up here, I just kept going, and he kept doing some of the same things. He he quit his job in Houston, went to work for uh, Joe Carley, was the commissioner of Precinct 3 at the time. So he went to work for him. <clears throat> And I just hung around with these guys. You know, I, I went my you know I went through high school. I got out and, and I went to went to work in the private sector and uh, was doing fairly well. But I just got to hang around with these guys. And then I got to hang around with Ed Chance when he worked with Ed Chance. And then I got to hang around with Malcolm Purvis. And and I was always involved with these guys. Anything they were doing. And uh, when when Malcolm Purvis passed away and they appointed Craig Doyle, you know I knew Craig pretty well through Malcolm and through the county and and uh, I was at one of Craig's functions one time and he said something about needing uh, you know he still hadn't had a, a administrative assistance what they called him at the at, in those days and we just got to talking and, and I ended up going to work for Craig and I was there for uh, 13 years as his precinct of uh, precinct manager of operations and uh, when Craig decided he was going to run for county judge in 2014 uh, I never dreamed, number one, I never dreamed I'd be working for the county, number one, but I never dreamed that I would ever run for any kind of office. That just wasn't ever in the plans. But I knew 
if Craig ran, somebody was going to come in and, and uh, I may or may not have a job, uh, but the job was not the most important thing. I just knew I wanted to continue doing what we were doing and doing what I thought we could do in the future. And uh, so I ran in 2014, and, and I won and uh, was sworn in my first term in January of 2015. And uh, I just got sworn into my third term uh, this last January the 1st. That's pretty big, third term. Yes, it's it's uh, pretty big. They, none of them have been easy, but uh, we, we've, we've always had the good fight. We easy, come out on top. Easy isn't always good. No, you're right. Because then uh, you get complacent. And I know you're not, not hanging out just getting complacent. complacent. And we're going to hear all about yes. how complacent you were <laughs> in 2022. So, not. I promise you if, you, if if you haven't been over around Precinct 2, around Magnolia, around uh, the west side of Magnolia, anywhere in Magnolia, uh, 149-1488 is just exploding. 1486 <clears throat> uh is just exploding. There's so much new commercial coming in, which is what we've needed in, in a long time. We've always needed more commercial development, and that's something we haven't had on the west side. But uh, Colleges, uh, grocery we, stores, yes. all, hospitals, all, all kinds of things Star going College, on. we got College. We've got H-E-B. We've got them all coming. Uh, a new park. Uh, Bruce, what are you saying? You said new park. Okay. We've got, yep. really got us a new 400-acre park. So, so lots of lots of things, and, yeah. and you got people here. These are part of your team. You have a bigger team than this. And Bruce, how long have you been with Charlie? Uh, I've been working with Charlie for four years. <laughs> four years. I just completed my fourth year. Yep. Time moves on. It just got so big, Margie. There's no way that I could handle the phones, the emails, the text messages. I can't see you doing. There's all just that. no way. <laughs> I mean, I, I tried to do it, and I tried to do it with one guy. Uh, and, and, it, and he he was more of an outside guy, so uh, he he didn't want to he didn't really fit in. So I've known Bruce for a long time. Bruce had retired, uh, and uh, I went by his house one day and said, "Look, I need some help, and I think you're the guy that can help me out with the administrative part of this. I need to do what I need to do, but I can't get out and do what I need to do, being tied to the phone and the computer all the time." And you got to get out and go talk to the people. You have to get out in the yep. in the precinct you have to be you can't just sit in that office that's no. that's, that's not going to work so, well and yours is a very outside type yes job I, yes. that you play because you tell everybody what your role is as, as a commissioner you know my biggest you know what my job description says i have to show up for commissioner's court that's, that's what, all it that's says that's what it says do you do that you have to show up for <laughs> commissioner's court <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you know, so, so, so all right so but, you do that, but then you do you the know, things you're supposed to do you, so that you can report on what's happening in Precinct 2, right? We are the administrative uh, body of Montgomery County. We approve budgets. We approve contracts. We, we do all the administrative stuff. But that's, that's one thing. But the main thing that I do, you have to maintain your precinct. You have to maintain the whole co uh, county. I make decisions on that court not only for Precinct 2, but if it's not good for Precinct 2, it's not going to be good for Montgomery County. And That's if right. Because you have to have a majority County, that vote for, for things that make a difference in the county. You, you can't just so do governance. something good for your precinct if it's not good for everybody. Because uh, problems don't stop at precinct lines or city limits line, lines. They, well, you're on the court with other commissioners. Yes. yes. And the county judge. So and you have to make decisions that's good for You have to make, everybody. that is absolutely correct. So tell me about the boundaries. I know you're Magnolia, but it kind of tips into Montgomery, Conroe. There's 282 square miles of Precinct 2. <clears throat> and the easiest way to describe this 
the boundaries. If you take Spring Creek from uh, the Waller County line down to Spring Creek over to I-45, up to uh, well, not all of not not all of uh, Spring Creek. I have all of the north side of the woodlands. I have Alden Bridge, so there's a line that comes up from Spring Creek over to I-45. Everything on the west side of I-45 from Research Forest up to 1488, then I jump across and take River Plantation in, then I come back, go to the it's loop, kind of out to Montgomery yeah. County, out to the city of Montgomery, part of Conroe, part of, Conroe, part of Montgomery, mm-hmm. all Magnolia, uh, all the way down. Part of the Woodlands, where part of the Woodlands, Woodlands Parkway and all that. And almost to Tomball, Shenandoah. Shenandoah. It's 282 square miles. It's a lot. It's a lot. Over 900 miles of county road. So you work with some of the uh, city uh, municipalities. All the time. All of that. All the time. And even the small towns like um, Stagecoach. Stagecoach, Magnolia, Decker Prairie. Pinehurst. Yeah, Pinehurst. Some of those. All of those guys. We work with all those guys. You know, from an administrative view, when I look at what they do, what he and Don Silvio and all the crews do, what really it in our conversation here today yes a large part of what we do is maintenance but what i find amazing because like i said i've only been here four years is the it's all the planning that charlie has to do where are things going to where the roads going to go where will they work the best without a plan you can't progress and you can't go anywhere yeah but you know your plan is developed from a vision and that's that's Mm -hmm. the thing that's amazing to me as a layperson coming into a road and bridge group is the vision that he's got because and everyone knows i'm not the most complimentary person in the world so i'm making an observation (laughs) that uh i'll go into meetings speak the truth (laughs) I, it, it is the way it is. And uh, and people come to him. Uh, I've been in meetings where other municipalities come to him with issues with roads that seem, I look at it and I'm like, yeah, we're, we're in a tough, tough position. I give him a few minutes and that's the amazing thing is he'll figure it out. And uh, I've seen him do it numerous times. Uh, not to get off the subject too far, but aren't you in that play at Owens Theater? No. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> yeah, that was a little off the cuff. Uh, so I was in School of Rock, and then I had the role of the mother in Barefoot in the Park, which was a pretty big role. Oh, those were the previous, what was there previously? Previously, November 6th. Oh, okay, I was just, I knew you were there. I, honestly, um, the way my life was going, I needed a break for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and all of that. So I okay. will probably do it again because it was an interesting thing well, that's and good. that's good um it was it was a good experience good for you so <laughs> one that i never thought i would do but sometimes um you break away and make a change right that's good. right so, good. but thank you for no mentioning doubt. that <laughs> sure yes so uh and then we have silvio and what is your role silvio i'm i'm in charge of a commo- uh, commercial motor vehicle uh task force that basically we weigh uh, trucks like 18 wheelers the dump trucks and concrete trucks and you know stuff like that to make sure you know they come in the roadways and and they're overweight tearing up the county roads which commissioners in charge are fixing the roads and stuff so we we go into making sure these guys are within compliance and and you know proper weight and you know their equipment's all in working order and stuff like that and i have two guys that work for me that that uh do that on a daily basis yeah, I mean, we don't want the trucks wrecking the roads that you just got taken it care of. It happens all the time. I, I know. It so do the, the other 
uh, precincts have a Silvio? We have uh, <laughs> uh, precinct two. Uh, uh, Constable's office has two two units that is a part of the program, and uh, they're assigned to Commissioner Walker's office right now. And this this project is is about two years in, so it's still kind of in the infancy stages, and we're looking to grow the program more with uh, some other. Uh, uh, regulations and, and enforcement that we're able to do but we have to get certified through the federal level through the state and then this is specified through commissioner's court that you can we have to be do we, this we have to be named through commissioner's court as enforcement officers before the state will uh, allow us to go to training so yes okay was this something that was uh, your creation yes it well, was. that's nice again uh, when you look around at all the development and you look around to all the commercial vehicles that are on the road and we're not trying to put anybody out of business we're not trying to uh, punish anybody we just want compliance we don't want eighty thousand pounds dump trucks running down our thirty thousand pound uh, weight limit roads and we don't want material falling off and we don't want it breaking windshields and we don't want to have to sweep up roads we don't want to do any of that well bottom line it's the care of the people take care of yes, right that's right Take care of what you're supposed your to do. Your residents, do it right. your businesses that are in you, your area. You can make a living. We're not trying to do that. But if you if you continue doing what you're doing, you're going to be fined. And we've we've written some pretty substantial fines. But if you if you go through precinct two and you look at the the dump trucks and the concrete trucks and the commercial vehicles, they're a whole lot cleaner than where they are anywhere else right now. I can promise you. And uh, pointed out. Uh, Charlie's been gracious enough that yes, they have gone and worked in other places in the county that's not our precinct because other people needed help, and our Mike, it's Mike Silvio, uh, <laughs> Silvio uh, and his group are actually certified through the DPS with, uh, and our memo of understanding is through Commissioner Riley and right. one of Mike's guys through the DPS. So yes, he's been. Mike has sent his troops out to other. Y'all partner with other projects, and I know uh, in the past, it seems like it's longer than it probably is. Well, I don't know. It was at least a couple years ago that you worked together with uh, Walker, um, and I'm not sure was it Metz uh, on the project for the parking lot for Meals on Wheels. Oh yes, it was. I that, mean, that was a partnership. That was me and uh, Robert Walker. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right to get it done yes. and so you do lots of projects oh, yeah. i mean i know you're working uh you were working on a project uh in the hospital area in 242 yes. area yes. Uh, precinct four right me and uh, me and at, at the time yeah. had uh, funded the, the third uh direct connect from northbound 45 to eastbound 40 uh 242 for the safety of people for, for the for the the and good of help, all. Well, to help yeah. traffic control getting to the hospitals. Well, uh, again, too. And I sat in a, uh, I sat in a number of meetings with all of the hospital directors in that area, and you know, you hear the same story. We can't get there. We can't get. We can't get to this hospital. We can't get here in an emergency. But the lady from Texas Children looked at me and said, "When your kid gets sick, what do you do?" Well, I pick my kid up, throw him in the car, and I take off. Mm -hmm. And then she said, but you can't get here. You don't have sirens. You don't have horns. You don't have – you're not getting through the traffic. The ambulances are going to get through sooner or later, but you're not. <clears throat> and that will, that'll shake you up. So it's you true. don't ever want that to happen. So that's when me and Mets I, – I talked to Mets. I said, we got to do something. It's not my precinct. It's your precinct. 
but we have got to figure out a way to do this. So we came up with the funds between me and him, and we figured out sure. a way to make this happen. And, and that's the way and you it's do under, things in it's our It's under county. design now. Is, uh, is to share. Nothing uh, moves fast, though. Nothing. Nothing moves fast But you have to start enough. the yes. process. Yes. If you don't start it, it doesn't yes. happen. And, you know, it requires a vision. And I'm back Absolutely. to that again. He, he doesn't live in this bubble, and he doesn't live in the shell. And it, it makes the people who work like me and him, who work for him, it makes it easier for us because he's got a bigger vision. So I don't have to listen to people say, why can't the county do something about getting people to the, off of the feeder streets by the hospital? I mean, I literally, I can take pride. It wasn't our precinct, but he went in there. This is the problem. He told them how to solve the problem. And then, of course, to my chagrin at first, he said, find the money and make sure this happens out of our budget. But that's a, that's a man with a vision. So Well, passion, yeah. too. Passion and caring. And that's, that's really who you are. Don't let the cowboy hat fool you. I mean, this guy cares about the community. So I think we're going to take a quick break and then come back and talk a little bit more about uh, Precinct 2 area. Sound good? All right. Since 2004, Roger Stein Chiropractic has offered spine and joint manipulation services to residents of Montgomery County and surrounding areas. Conditions treated include lower back pain, migraines, headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, joint pain, sports injuries, herniated discs, and complications from pregnancy. Roger Stein Chiropractic, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee, is an integrity-verified chiropractic clinic. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit rogersteinchiropractic.com. That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N, chiropractic.com. Team Sinisi is a proud sponsor of Conroe Culture News. Vinny Sinisi and his professional team provide comprehensive real estate services throughout the greater Montgomery County area and beyond. Whether looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, Team Sinisi has an impeccable reputation. Contact Team Sinisi for a great experience at teamsinisi.com. That's T-E-A-M-S-I-N-I-S-I.com. back we are talking with uh, commissioner charlie riley precinct two bruce Berger, chief of staff and michael silvio lieutenant over commercial vehicle enforcement whole mouthful and he works with constable's office uh, uh constable chris jones. chris jones yes um is that precinct five precinct five so uh, anyway, we're continuing on. So there were a lot of uh, work orders done in 2022. I don't know how many you were supposed to do, but I know you did 2296. Yeah, That's guys, a lot. Well, our guys are overachievers. Um, and they have uh, they, they've grasped on to our culture as well. It's take care of the people. So we're, I mean, that's what we're service orientated. You can't work for this guy and not be service orientated. If you're not, you're going to get That means there. hustling. How it many does. people work there in the office? 53. 
I think. Total. Well, not in the office per se. Yeah, but it's total, including the office. Workers, all our admin, people like me, 53. So you can imagine the it's people a lot. That, who really do. So your work, work crew, that, you got that, a that, lot that's out on the roads. We don't have a lot that's out on the road. You, you, we got people in community buildings. We got recycling we got to count for, sports fields, administrative staff. We do a lot with 40, uh, 53 people. So tell me about some of the projects that you were able to complete. We just finished a huge remodeling of our community center, um, as well as uh, updating the building, offering more f uh, services and updated services to the seniors and to the community right now. And I'll let him speak to it because I don't physically get involved with it, but there, he's rehabbing a lot of our uh, park. We have a beautiful sports park that mm -hmm. he's built in Magnolia. And I know that they were do, redoing fields well, and nets. The security and safety net system was a big deal. We built a new. We we built two new fields in 2022 out of our own budget. We we, we don't we don't have a parks uh, bond money. We don't. We have to figure out a way to make this happen. And I, I, again, our community is growing so fast and so big. Uh, we just don't have room for all these uh, all these activities that these young folks want to do. Like softball, we had to build a new softball field. We built a new T-ball field. Is this all at Unity Park? No, this is all on 1774 down at the Magnolia Sports okay. Association. Okay. Uh, and when you do all that, you're just you're just cramming stuff closer and closer and closer and redoing things. And then, uh, and this sounds trivia, but uh, foul balls and uh, wild balls and, and uh, footballs and you name it, lacrosse, everything. So we had to put up big nets to to, to protect folks from that now. Mm -hmm. uh, we uh, building a new concession stand over there for the uh, girls' softball right now. Uh, like I said, built a new t-ball field, put up all the sports, uh, all the nets. We made it all. We poured new sidewalks for uh, disability, uh, disabled folks. They don't have to try to push a, a wheelchair through the grass. Now we got sidewalks they can get from one field. I bet a lot of people to, don't think about that. They don't. Uh, now that we, we've got it where they can get around, uh, so much easier. And, and we didn't think about it. I mean, we're playing sports, and we don't think about that. Uh, but once somebody's brought to your attention, you start looking around. You know what? It's not very easy to get around here. So we've going we've, over we've, gravel and we've dirt fixed and that. all of that. Yeah. Yes. So we've improved it's quite that. Quite challenging. Yeah. Sure. About two years ago, when he Charlie was looking at the park, that the existing park and where we had things placed. And he knew with our population growth, we were definitely going to need to put more facilities in the park. Uh, he started working with Johnson Development Company in the last days of December of 2021. Charlie closed on just under 400 acres of what will be a new park for uh, our community. And uh, the I will tell you that the interest in people wanting to be part of that, it's, that's what well, we've had to control the most. Uh, everyone wants to, all the co the colleges, the school district, everyone wants to be a part of this new exciting park that Charlie got us. And that's over at Wood Forest, right? It, it over is. in that community? Yeah. Yeah. On the west side of Right over there. Right. Yeah. Yep. right. Beautiful land. And um, we'll be kicking the first area. meeting off probably in the next month, I would think. But, yeah, that was a, that was a huge gift that, that he got us. Well, that's fantastic. Because right, I know in that area, Wood Forest alone, they now have like 11 thousand people that live in that community and when we moved there it was seven thousand 
Um, I think we're closer to 15,000. I think it's we are, just, too. It's unbelievable. I think it's the largest uh, community in Montgomery County. I don't know about the largest community, but it's one of the prettiest communities. It's very And nice. the drive from 1488 to 105 now, mm-hmm. one of the prettiest drives well, in Montgomery County. And then the whole expansion that you did With there. The, Completing the four lanes, it's a, it's a sure enough. That was huge. Four lane, two, you know, a bridge over Lake Creek and another overpass over twenty eight fifty four, and it's yeah, Fish it's Creek. A, it's great. Wasn't easy. No, it took a little while. I did. First bridge project <laughs> I got to be part of. That was very exciting yeah, for me. But it's it's smooth sailing now. Yes, well, he followed so. up with another one right up there mm-hmm. at McCaleb. So it made it a complete mm-hmm. system, which I thought was really – that was so smart the way they did it so that when they were done with the second bridge, now you've got this beautiful thoroughfare. Uh, it just goes it nice. right up to the lake. It's, it's yeah. gorgeous. I and agree with him. It's a huge area of development. A lot of people are moving out that way. Yeah. So sure. it just – it kind of makes sense. So, uh, yeah, you've done many projects. I was trying to look and see them all, but there was just so many road projects. And I can't remember all of them right now. I know the major projects that we are trying to work on right now is our Wood Trace Boulevard from 2978 over to 249. Uh, Our our other three major projects that we're looking at is the Magnolia Leaf Route that we've been working on for mobility forever, seems like. you know, a partial relief route around Magnolia, and then the 149 extension mm-hmm. from uh, uh, Jackson, Jackson, Road Jackson Road over to 249. <coughs> and then the other one that, that's kind of far out, uh, further out than these that we're talking about is the Keenan Cutoff extension from 149 and Keenan Cutoff over to 249. All of those are will just help traffic and help congestion tremendously and, and most of this congestion is in and around the magnolia area uh you know i know that the 1488 is kind of a 1488 and 1774 area 1488 everywhere on 1488 yes, it doesn't matter where 1488 <laughs> yes. and 1774 is the worst intersection in the if not the i will do state. anything to avoid going on 1488 yes. looking at, especially at what time of day it is it, not, it doesn't matter anymore well i know but, but, but you, you know used if to, i need to go back used way to or, you could pick your times that you could go 1488 don't want to go through that intersection. They want to go around. They're going to Waller, or they're going to Plantersville, or they're going to Houston. They're going anywhere, or they're going to Conroe. But you have to go through that intersection to get to any of those places. This relief route will keep people out, and I'm not trying to. And where's the relief route going to go? How's gonna, it going to work? It comes off of the toll road, the uh, 249 toll road. Mm-hmm. If you're headed, uh, I guess that's north, and then it will it, it will turn northwest and go right behind Magnolia uh, West High School. Mm-hmm. It'll cross over 1774 and the uh, Union Pacific Railroad right there by uh, where the new college, is, Lone Star College is going. And then it ties back into 1488 out at Abney Lane. So it's a partial loop. It's not a complete loop, but it's a loop that'll work. Uh, and what to, about going into Conroe from 1488? Aren't, isn't there something off of old Conroe Road or something that's going to be happening? Yes, old Conroe Road is in the works, and that's... Uh, that's uh i don't know how soon that will be able to be done i know the city of conroe is trying to push that project with hgac and tech because that's the challenge too is getting 
that connection. There, from from 1488 <laughs> over to Sergeant Ed Holcomb. Instead of having to go to McCaleb Road or something. Yes, yes. You know? But they've got challenges. They've got to cross the San Jacinto River and Lake Creek with the bridge, and that's that's going to be challenging. About a mile long. Uh, very, very challenging. And costly. Costly. And I've, and I've agreed that I will participate with the city of Conroe, which, t which took that project over, and I'm so glad they did. Uh, I will participate with uh, part of the construction cost and part of their matching funds. So when you do things like that, not only do you have to work with uh, Precinct 1, Commissioner mm -hmm. Walker, but don't you have to work with the city as well? Oh, I mean, yes. who are all the participants in this? Is this, these are, the, this, long, this, this how does that work? <laughs> O'Conroe Road is between is an agreement between Montgomery County Precinct 2, uh, HGAC, yeah. and TxDOT, and the City of Condor. That's what I thought. It's, there's a lot so of people all, It's a lot of moving parts. That all have to be in communication. Yes, and we, we have and to. in agreement. All the time. And we <laughs> yes, have to agree on and, and make this happen. And uh, it's not easy. It isn't just a Charlie Riley no, thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all of us trying to get this done. And it needs to be done. It needs to be done now. It needs to be sooner than later. Mm -hmm. So. We're all pushing that. Again, uh, do I have that kind of money just to throw at the city of Conroe? No, I don't. Nobody has money. And to I just don't have any kind of money to throw at anybody. But That's there's, what I mean. But you have to, if you see that you can spend this money and, and improve for the whole county, that's what you need to be doing. And you can help the city. You can help Precinct 1. You can help it's Precinct 2. It's all about two. vision. That's right. Like uh, Bruce keeps coming back so, to. you got to have that forward vision to plan ahead so that you can prepare I'm and we got to have forward vision. We're too. only going to get larger, right? And we're going to have to start talking about a road bond. I know that just makes people kind of cringe sometimes, oh, but we cannot <laughs> continue doing what we're doing now. When do you think we're, that conversation will start? The conversation has has somewhat started. It, it hasn't been officially started, uh, but it, it's got to get started pretty soon. And I, I would hope that uh, by this November we would have something ready to go as far as a road bond. And I know people are going to say, hey, the interest rates are high, this is going on, and uh, it's just not going to get any better. We need to do something now. We've got to start getting prepared for what's coming. And, and we're, we've, I want to be ahead of something one time, and I don't know how to do that because it, it's too late. We're too late now. But you got to get, you got to try to figure out a way to make things happen. And road bond is the only way we're going to make anything happen on roads around here. Well, and the thing with road bonds or for any kind of activity like that, you raise the money, and then when it's complete, um, even with toll roads, when it's complete, you take away the toll, right? I well, mean, you still have depending, to I mean, you have to do maintenance. You still have to maintain. Have to maintain. So, I mean, isn't that kind of what happened or is happening with 242? Well, no, 242 was a... 242 was just a whole complete different, let's face it, uh, that was an agreement they made through the pass-through trolls back in, uh, pass-through toll back in 2004. You know, they, they agreed that they would toll these two direct connects to fund the third one. Well, let's be honest. If you're going to charge somebody 25 cents per car for uh, an exit off an on-ramp, when are you going to make up $14 million to build that third direct connect? You're not. You're never going to get there. Mm -hmm. Never. So you, you took these tolls and you paid off what you spent the rest of the bond, the, the, the pass-through bond, so you, you, there was no reason to keep the tolls on there. 
My concern all along, and I said it over and over and over in court when everybody was trying to get the tolls taken off, we've had an agreement with TxDOT. If we don't do what the TxDOT says, what, we, we're going to break this agreement. So I had to make sure for the almost 18 months that working with TxDOT, if we remove the tolls off here, would y'all, would TxDOT agree to maintain these two direct connects? And after almost 18 months, we come to an agreement that if we would do certain things that needed to be done right then, and it was just minor stuff, uh, some paint and some uh, some minor concrete work, that we would do that, TxDOT would take over the uh, maintenance of the two flowers. So when they agree to do that, let's take the toes off because mm -hmm. we're done. And then we come up with money from other tow money to, do, whole process. to, to do the other third direct connect. So. That's how that that's how that went down. Mm -hmm. and you also have to really, I mean, from a uh, uh, just a practical standpoint, the majority of the people that currently are using the 249 toll road are not from this county. So you now are in a, a position where people from outside the county are funding our road construction. And I don't I'm not in a rush to end that anytime soon. I think that's the best way to go. Not to mention you don't. The tolls are only paid if you use the toll road. You're not paying for the toll road if you're not using it, but you do get the advantage of. That's true. Well, we've the part of the deal was Charlie, the feeder streets are two and three lane. That used to be a two lane road, and now it's two or three lanes. So we we actually got a count the other day of how many people are actually using the feeder streets on the toll road, and it's a huge yeah. number because of the convenience factor that's just been added to the community by having a toll road there. They're not paying for the toll road. Other people are, right. but they're getting the convenience factor of it. No, no, so that's that'd be a tough right. one to walk yeah. away from. <clears throat> so focusing on other things you've accomplished, what is this about a lower tax rate? What about it? Uh, no, no. I, I saw that you were able to do that. We have done that. We, we have done the, the no no new revenue rate uh, twice or three times. Once, <laughs> once we went below the no new revenue rate. And uh, the last two budget cycles, we went uh, no new revenue rate or between no new revenue rate and the voter approval rate. You know, that's... Uh, that's all good, but a county that is growing as fast as we are and as big as we're getting. There's going to be some cost. There's going to be some cost, and I'm <laughs> afraid it's fixing to catch up with us in the next couple of years. Because it is uh, it's already tremendously kinda, fast. It's already kind of caught up with uh, me and my budget uh, for trying to maintain the roads that we've got. Uh, so we're going to have Which to look. back to you, too. We're going to have to look here. at. <laughs> we're going to have to look at sooner or later. Maybe not going to the no new revenue rate, maybe slightly higher, but we can't keep doing that and expect to provide the services we're providing now. Either we're going to have to start cutting services or we're going to have to look at our budget, our, our uh, tax rate. I remember uh, back 10 years ago, our uh, population in Montgomery County was 450,000. What is it right now? It's over six million. They right? say it, no, it's they say it's six hundred eighty thousand. Six hundred eighty. That that's a huge growth. But I think how it's many over people are in your community that you serve? About one hundred sixty-three thousand. I th I say we got over seven hundred thousand people here. Easy. That's a so, lot. Well, you know, going to the new no new revenue yeah. rate that absolutely works in most circumstances. 
we're not most circumstances. We are one of the fastest growing counties in the United States, not just Texas, the United States. And that's where it becomes a real challenge because sure, if you're just doing maintenance of existing, you could probably get away with it for a while. The problem comes in that we're adding, always right. adding, adding, adding. And we have to, we, we it, it's required. The, well, we, depending on who you talk to, we're either the second or the sixth fastest growing county in the country. It's still right a now. big number. It don't, it's it doesn't second matter. Or six, it don't. What, whatever. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it it's huge. And people are coming here, not just from Texas, but from all over. The economy's good. Um, I'm sure you've noticed all the out-of-state plates that you're seeing on the roads, almost like the 80s it, with it Michigan. It happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. So with that, we're going to take a quick break and then come into our final segment and uh, hear more about what is in the future for 2023 with Precinct 2. Since 2004, Roger Stein Chiropractic has offered spine and joint manipulation services to residents of Montgomery County and surrounding areas. Conditions treated include lower back pain, migraines, headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, joint pain, sports injuries, herniated discs, and complications from pregnancy. Roger Stein Chiropractic, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee, is an integrity-verified chiropractic clinic. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit rogersteinchiropractic.com. That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N, chiropractic.com. Team Sinisi is a proud sponsor of Conroe Culture News. Vinny Sinisi and his professional team provide comprehensive real estate services throughout the greater Montgomery County area and beyond. Whether looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, Team Sinisi has an impeccable reputation. Contact Team Sinisi for a great experience at teamsinisi.com. That's T-E-A-M-S-I-N-I-S-I.com. And we are back. Uh, Margie Taylor, your host for Counterculture News, FM 104.5, 106.1, live streaming IRLoneStar.com in uh, downtown Conroe at City Hall. And we are here with Commissioner Charlie Riley, Precinct 2, Chief of Staff Bruce Berger, and Michael Silvio, Lieutenant over Commercial Vehicle Enforcement, and he is with Constable's Office, Precinct 5. So we're learning not just what's happening in the Magnolia Precinct 2 area, but our community as a whole, because the commissioners work as a team together to make our area better where we live one the fastest growing counties in the country whether it's first second fifth sixth it doesn't matter <laughs> it, it is huge and we're growing all the time so uh lots of things coming forward in 2023 right one Charlie? Thing, one thing we didn't talk about in 2022 we were able to get our new forensic center i have that on built, my list i was going to mention oh i'm sorry no, built, that's built <laughs> and open and i'm telling you a beautiful and that's facility. for the county yes uh, that was a project that I took on, uh, I don't know, three or four years ago, five years ago, uh, when uh, people said it couldn't be done. We didn't need this. We didn't need that. But we couldn't continue uh, 
having our forensic center in the building it was in. Sooner or later, it was not going to make. Uh, was that over by the jail? Over or there, was across that? cross street yeah. to the jail. Sooner or later, it was not going to pass all the requirements, and you know, people didn't want to spend uh, the money to do the new forensic center until we start talking about what we needed to do, what we were up against, how many people that uh, we weren't being able to take sure. care of, mm-hmm. and then. COVID hits, and then the next thing I know, we're, we're trying to figure out how to get refrigerated trailers here and, and this uh, or, or use services somewhere else, and I, that's just not the way a county this size needs to operate. So we went to work uh, putting all this together, had meetings uh, over two years with the people that needed to be involved, the people that knew how to build Forensic Center, had done it before, the architects, the, the engineers, the people that designed these things. And uh, we were able to do this for, uh, I think it was $11.3 million is what we ended up build, uh, spending on this building. And it's, it takes care of the needs now. There's room to Is grow. it over there off by the railroad tracks? It's over by the uh, airport, uh, oh. across from the fairgrounds. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. Okay. And he's being modest, too, because when he says that got, we got it built for 11.2, when we got involved in that project and I was sitting with Charlie, the estimate was close to $18 million. So he Mm. saved a ton of money, and part of it was because he insisted that we not slow down during COVID, keep working on the project, and then by the time it was ready to let, we were in the middle of COVID. Contractors were wanting to assure that they had work to move forward. Charlie took advantage of that situation, and literally we saved. It was estimated it was going to be $18 million, and it came in at 11.2. Excellent. That's very excellent. Oh yeah, do we do we have a county medical examiner? We have a. What, I don't even know what Forensics, she's called. Uh, d- is she a medical examiner? I don't know if she's. She's not a medical examiner. I didn't think we did. Is why I'm it's asking. It's doctrinary. I, I don't know. If, I don't. Know. I don't think we we don't have a medical examiner. We don't even. How come we don't? Well, you have to reach a certain population. Then I think oh. you have it's to. Two million, I think. I think it's two million that you have to get to. Is it a million or two? I thought it was a million, but it could be. I think two. they've changed it. More, I don't know, Marge. I, I don't know either. I'm just. We asking. find out. You want to be impressed? I, but look up Doctor Preneri. But okay, okay. Which once you get to a certain population, you can or you have to go to a medical examination uh, okay. examiner's program. Right, right now, we still have the five JPs and and uh, uh, right. So center. if they need one, they send yes. out yes. for information. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and and she does great with other counties. We're doing some things from other counties, and there, we made sure in this in this process when we were going through all this that if if we were sending out stuff to other counties or other uh, agencies, uh, DPS or Houston Forensic or whoever, if we could figure out a way to keep it here and do it ourselves, we made sure that that was able. To, they were able to do that in this building. Of course. Now, not yeah, all of it's great. that way, but. We've got a lot of stuff in house now that they were not able to do at the old building. They had to <clears throat> had to uh, resource it out, and that makes a world of difference too. Of course, uh, it does. It's just it's so much better if you can keep it. You all. don't want to go out into Houston or no. anywhere else if you don't have to. No. Well, really, where no. it shows is the success rate out of uh, prosecuting people who the evidence is against. So she's pro- if it's processed locally with Dr. Paneri. They're more assured of the uh, quality of what's being done, so the DA can then process it. And, and it's shorter term too, isn't it? Probably, but probably it's so. It's so it, the assurance of what they're dealing with when they're trying to prosecute someone from a crime 
and I don't want to speak too much. Mike could probably do a better job. I think it's I less think. less hands-on evidence or less moving it around work? would be. I mean, it does. Part I mean, of it. just there's certain evidence that has to go to you know DPS. There's certain evidence that has to go elsewhere. But yeah, for the most part, if if we can handle it in-house, like you said, then that's yeah. you know that that's definitely better for the county. <clears throat> Well, it sounds like it would go faster as far as a trial, too, if you don't have to send out and kind of keep it more internal. I don't know. Um, I'm sure she could answer those questions if you want We'll to just have to have her come on the radio show, <laughs> She'll right? Probably be very we'll have to do that. That, that could be, something be very to do. knowledgeable. I guarantee it okay. would be. All right. So what else is on the horizon so one, for the, you? Probably the, the main thing in 2023 that we'll be working on is some of these road projects that we talked about, Wood Trace, 149, mm -hmm. the relief route, and our, and our new park. That's going to be our major focus is going to be trying to get the new park up and running. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to have a lot of stakeholder meetings and a lot of uh, uh, committee meetings that, that we formed our advisory committee or our advisory board, and they're going to meet the first time in first week or two in, in uh, February. So once they get going, we've already hired a, a design team, and they've already got a couple of concepts drawn up that look fantastic to me. I, I'd just stop right now and start building it if it was me, but that's me. Uh, there's a lot of people that want to want to talk to us about different things in the park. Uh, Olympic swimming is wanting to talk to us. Hmm. So we got people coming from everywhere wanting to see. Yeah, a lot of exciting they things. Can oh, it's going to be very forward. exciting. Yes. So what are you most passionate about? Oh, what gets know. you very excited? I, I can see when you're talking that certain things do. Anything that I can do to make it just a little bit better, I don't care if it's a park, if it's a road, if it's uh, cleaning up something, uh, helping somebody, it, 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 all of it. Make, I'm passionate about all of it. I love what I do. 99% of the time. Now, there's what? that 1% of the time. <laughs> Right. I get right. up and say, why in the world am I doing this? Probably, especially during election times <laughs> and things like that. Can <laughs> I tell you what I see as an observer that yes. he's passionate about? And it, this is comes up in that 91% of the, I mean, 1% that he's not thrilled about is he's passionate about applying common sense to the problems we deal with. And he doesn't, he don't ever tell him we do it because that's how we did it. Uh, he's, that's what he. He's passionate about applying common sense to the problems we deal with daily, and it well, works. And he, he's very caring, very caring about individuals. It's not about the project necessarily. It's about how it's affecting people yes. personally. And I know uh, you care about veterans. No uh, doubt. You have a heart for that. You've heard me it's say in many. Your blood. You've heard me say many a time, Margie. Every morning ought to be. Every day ought to be Veterans Day. I've said it and said it and said it. You care about veterans. You care about seniors. You care about kids. You care about all the vulnerable populations, and it's not just mouthing it. Um, you actually get out and get involved. We do get involved. Yes. So that's the part that people may not always see, but I see it. <laughs> I know Deanne sees it, <laughs> and a lot of people that you work with see it, because you have uh, maybe a little more gruff exterior, but you are not gruff. No way. No way. You're, you're he has his moments. <laughs> I'm sure you can be. <laughs> we all do. But uh, you are a very kind person, and you care about this community, and uh, congratulations on your third term. Thank you very much. So one quick thing, because we have to wrap this up. People can Google you, and you have your page on Facebook. Uh, just Google Charlie Riley Precinct 2. And you also have a um, 
website. It's commprecinct2.org. But you can also go to mctx.org and find you too. That's right. So yes, that's a wrap for today. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming on the show. Thanks Stay for warm, us. and we'll see what tomorrow's weather brings us. Thank you very Thank much. Thanks, Thank you.